In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to the first episode of A Visit from the FBI. That's the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, they are uh, going to be a reoccurring theme on this. They're going to send us some uh, booking ideas. We have to try to help them with their investigations. Uh, it's as simple as that. In reality, it's me, me and uh, DA Fabe coming up with some ideas most of the time. But occasionally we might get a visit from FBI agent Russo, who always has wonderful ideas. Just wonderful. Crash um, TV, we're gonna... bro. Yeah, Crash TV, bro. <laughs> bro, never see it coming, bro. He uses bro a lot. Yeah. Um, any similarities to anyone living or dead is purely coincidental, though. Yeah, odd. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, these episodes are going to typically be shorter than the other ones. These are kind of a quick hit episode, which is more about having a little fun. So let's get into it. Before we start, though, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to invite you to smash that subscribe button, uh, recommend it to your friends, leave us a five-star review on your podcast listening platform of choice, Google podcasts uh apple stitcher spotify we're on a lot of them and if you find one you're not on let us know we'll find a way to get on there so let's get right into it fbi case number one da fabe what do you got for me i have the ultimate fantasy booking to start off okay maybe it's not the ultimate but it is one of the most entertaining characters we have right now i'm going straight after bray I want to know okay. how you would, where you would go with him attacking legends, and go. Okay, well, I mean, I think you've you've got the right thing there. I would have him continue to attack legends. I would have had him attack uh, Stone Cold tonight. Uh, just as an editor's note, we're recording this right after Raw got off the air. Um, uh, DA Fabe didn't get a chance to catch it out while it was live, so he'll catch the catch up on it. But he already knows about Stone Cold showing up to do the whole uh, contract signing and yada, yada, yada. Right. I would have had uh, Bray or The Fiend specifically show up at some point during that um, and attack and Mandible Claw Stone Cold. Um, I think there's no better way to get him over as a monster than for him to take out probably the biggest still slightly active uh, face of the company. Um, it would be awesome if they could have him take out The Rock at one point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just all for him going down the list. A any legend that you can have come back, um, have him take out. I think just, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I have a Sting, have him come back, taken out. Uh, even going so far as maybe even trying to build up like a, a like a pseudo feud for the Undertaker, and then he takes him out. It's like a, no action happened though. Yeah, but happen again. No match. In fact, I would have no match, no actual match for the Fiend for months. Just the Fiend taking people out outside of matches, and then particularly legends or just everybody. 
uh, everybody overall, but focusing a lot on the legends. Okay. Yeah, any legend we can. But uh, but the simple fact is, I think it's important for us to occasionally have people who a belt is not the goal. That they're not all about let's get that belt. That they're about let's let's just cause chaos. I mean, for lack of a better term, he should be uh, the Joker from The Dark Knight. Well, like he that. wants to watch the world burn, right? So he's taking out legends and have him take out some of the active ones. Like, just I, I know we're supposed to think he's just a monster heel right now, but Randy Orton lights go out after right after he RKO's Kofi or someone. Lights go out. Lights come back on. Mandible Claw. He's gone. Right. Just all of the big names. Well, and I think with with the active roster, you can still have him. Ab- sister Abigail. So I think you're you can. I, I do. Think, you can. I think that that it. Um, I, and I've been thinking about this a little bit. I think throwing in the occasional Firefly Flunhouse, where Bray gets to address the actions of the fiend, especially well, against legends, where we don't have to, because because it's been a little depressing seeing no reaction regarding Kurt Angle or no reaction regarding. Mick Foley. I mean, other than a, a little Michael Cole here, or a little little Corey Graves there, or whatever. Yeah, no, and I agree. And that's that's they actually had the fiend on the episode, not the fiend, Bray Wyatt, uh, Firefly Funhouse segment on the one tonight. I wasn't able to really watch it. Um, you know, I've got a nineteen-month-old and a wife and other stuff, and it was not long after Natalia faced Lacey Evans, so my <laughs> eyes were a little droopy throwback to the last episode um but yeah let 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 that happen but my point is just have him destroy people left and right not caring about title right this is just about destroying have kane come back for an episode and and hard to do the mandible claw with kane but you can do it because he's got the stupid mask with the mouth open now um but yeah that's how I would do it and kind of keep them out of a, a title picture. I mean, I know they're putting them at Hell in a Cell in a title picture match, but I'd keep them out of the title That's picture. rumor. You don't know that for a fact. True. Rumor. Innuendo. Innuendo. Okay. So that's how I would book it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how the jury feels about that particular fantasy booking. So, in relationship to the Bray Wyatt, tangential, I guess, um, my case, number one for you, is how would you book Finn Balor's return? Oh, Finn Balor's return. So, I think what I do with with, uh, Bray there, or with uh, (laughs) Balor there, is upon his return, I think I have him come back as the demon and have a small dispute with Bray that 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 with the fiend that eventually puts over the fiend and Finn Balor can't even pull it off with the demon. Um I'm not saying that that we don't want the demon to win there, but I think that what we need is the movement of if the fiend is the one who beats the demon and the demon beats the fiend first or whatever it may be there's there's an equally supernatural feature to those two and eventually that results in um him seeking assistance from the bullet club which segues into yet another um 
long-term feud a la uh, uh, evolution and so you get the the breakdown within with within the ranks of the the OC and so then we get both sides of the, and I think that that's that's maybe a, a year and a half storyline with three months of it you know we're about a month into the first three months and so I think maybe towards Survivor Series maybe we get our first rematch with the Demon and Bray and perhaps or the Demon and the Fiend um, perhaps the Demon gets a win giving the Fiend his first loss which is not a painful loss by any means and then I think we get um, into even Royal Rumble where perhaps the Fiend eliminates uh, uh, Finn Balor (laughs) and we get yet another match between the two of them say at Extreme Rules and at Wrestlemania is when we get the reunification of the club or, or the OC um, and making it almost come stronger there. And then okay. we have a year of breakdown there between him and him and uh, AJ, which would be phenomenal and unbelievable <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had already tweeted out on this one that my my concept with Finn Balor's return is almost put the the Bray Wyatt theme thing behind him and have him just come back with an attitude and, you know, I mean, basically just straight track to the OC, right? Where it's a will he or won't he join the OC? And then he doesn't join the OC. He just straight out takes over it. He just comes in, looks like he's going to shake AJ Styles' hand, and then just destroys him. And Gallows and Anderson standing there like, what do we do? And they don't want to attack AJ Styles at first, so they're just standing there. And Finn Balor just destroys him, and then he stands up there. AJ's just laying there out, and he turns around and puts up the two sweet. And Gallows and Anderson walk up to sweet him and then start beating down on AJ. And that uh, effectively can end AJ's heel run, which I'm not saying needs to be done. He's been doing good for it. But, and sets up Finn Balor for a phenomenal run. Pun not really intended. Uh, as as a heel, as the real rock and roller again. So, <laughs> and, and I do like I, I like the the Prince Devitt character coming over to WWE. Um, I just I think that you have to build a reason more than just I'm coming back and now I'm going to run the club, you know, or I'm going to be I, a part. Of I the get club. it. I I get the reason is he just got absolutely destroyed by uh, the fiend, and that made him rethink his life, but. That's well, just me. But all he's going to do is bring back is going to bring back because we haven't had a demon fiend match yet. I I agree, but I do, I don't see there being a good winner in a demon fiend match. Uh, I think because... if you book it long enough, there is. I think, but you have to. You almost have to. This is one of the few times where I know you're not a fan of bit fifty fifty booking, but the fifty fifty aspects to this I think makes for. Um, I can't believe the demon lost. You know, yeah, I I get that, but I I think it's too early to have a demon loss, and I even think a year down the road is too early to have a demon loss, uh, just because the demon hasn't built himself up as a badass. 
I mean, you and I have talked about it. I mean, the demon's fun for the intro and everything, but when he gets in the ring and wrestles, he's just Finn Balor. And they need uh, to I let the demon... There's a certain level of aggression that's there. He needs to, to have a time where the demon can be the demon. And he can't do that as face Finn versus heel fiend. He can't. And so that's why I think comes back as a heel, runs the Bullet Club for a while, maybe a year down the road. This gives The Fiend a long time to rack up a long win streak, gives uh, uh, Finn Balor a chance to run wild as a demon and beat up a bunch of people. And then you can have, because everyone I've talked to, I mean, the demons basically played out to them. They're like, eh, he comes out, he, it's cool entrance, but that's about all it is. And, and they need to allow him to be the demon. And the only way you can do that is to be evil, if you ask me. But regardless. Do you have another case for me? I do. I do, in fact. Um, I have Sean Spears run to the AEW championship. Go. Ooh, ooh tough one. Okay. <laughs> that was a curveball, huh? It is. It is. Oh, just wait for curveballs. Oh, just wait. Lord, I'm terrible. Uh, Sean Spears run. Okay. Well, I, I think the loss to Cody didn't really hurt him overall. It's still going to go down as a loss on his win-loss record. And we've seen that AEW is is pushing the win-loss record uh, as a fairly strong selling point. So he's going to have to have a, a couple major wins to make up for it. Um, and so having him go out, having him beat uh, uh, Hangman, right? Uh, is this, you know, in fact, I- obviously after the Pac feud? Uh, yeah. Okay. In fact, it can be it can be the end to the Pac feud. Uh, you know, it can be the the simple end of that match. He comes out, attacks Hangman, starts up the next one. Maybe even have Hangman lose the Pac feud, right? So now Hangman, who was supposed to be the star, is kind of in the the same boat as uh, Omega, where he's he's lost a couple matches and he feels like he has nothing to lose. Going into a match, losing to Sean Spears. Sean Spears goes on, beats the next person, beats the next person, beats maybe even Omega. Finally, gets a rematch with uh, Cody. For the title? Beats Cody. Uh, No, I think they keep the title off Cody for a while. I think, in fact, I think they they keep it on Chris Jericho for a while. We talked in the previous episode where I thought that putting it on Jericho wasn't the right move, but I think keeping it on him is. Um, I like that. And then, and then you can kill two birds with one stone. You can have uh, the second match. You know, we're talking six months down the road, right before you know, the, Co- the Cody versus Sean Spears return match, right before whatever the pay-per-view after Full Gear is. Um, and MJF turns on Cody to cost... Cody the match against Sean Spears, which sets up a match for Cody at the pay-per-view versus his former best friend and mentee uh, MJF. Sean Spears gets a shot at the belt because now he's got the best record, goes in there, is able to beat uh, Chris Jericho, 
walk away with the belt, winner and new AEW champion. That's assuming so we want to have thinking, Sean. You're thinking Sean Spears as the second in that in that path because I gave you a path that you're going. This is the path. I mean, let's be honest. That's not the second AEW. That's champion. the whole the whole point of fantasy booking. This is we set up a segment and we try to figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, All right. And yeah, I I don't think that's the path they're going to go. It was. It's not the path I would go. It's not the path I would um, go either. But I think that's the path if they were wanting to set up Sean Spears to be the next champion or be a champion, that's the way to do it. It also helps fit their overall story arc of we're the uh, show for up-and-comers. Even though Sean Spears is older than most of them, he's still in the eyes of the industry seen as an up-and-comer, a young talent. Yeah, like DDP um, when he was 40. Yeah, he is really, really good. Uh, deserving of an upper mid card slot, maybe even a, a, a main event slot. I I probably wouldn't put the championship on him, but you know me. I think I think uh, Hangman Page has the run coming. So oh, I want to I want to see I, that. I, I I mean, but you know, the goal was fantasy booking, and let's see let's see what unrealistic story we can tell here. This is how we do it, so, folks. We can do it. You, the jury, get to decide if these are any anywhere near good ideas. Obviously, the last two are, are things we can perce- perceive and would be wonderful. Uh, this one, probably, I don't think either of us really see as a, uh, something that's going to happen in the next year and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that would be the best way to do it if they were. Yeah. But talking about absurd, the fourth and final case from me to you, book... Orange Cassidy's first major feud, not in AEW, but if he was picked up by WWE. <laughs> okay. Um, you're vicious. Um, so, Officer Smarks has given me a challenge of Orange Cassidy. Uh, I think he becomes the 205 Live champion and makes it entertaining. Um, because every time they get somebody entertaining in 205 Live or somebody who could be in 205 Live that is entertaining, a la, a, a la Finn Balor or Ali. Ali was entertaining. They pulled him out. Um, Balor has never been in 205 Live and is always entertaining. So um, I think they make 205 Live a little bit entertaining. Um by giving him a championship run at a title that fits for him. And I think that they run it by, wow, you're vicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> by him coming out and working matches, um, you know, just kind of slowly working his way up the card. I, I think that's the only way you can do that. You have him come out in NXT. Um, I, I do unfortunately think Nick, Vince tries to ruin it there. And um, somebody, and I don't think I don't think Triple H is the one who steps in and says, "Hey, no, we need to work, run with this." Uh, I don't know who is. Um, maybe Road Dog um, steps in and says, "Hey, we need to run with this," but they decide to run with uh, Orange Cassidy being Orange Cassidy. Um, first couple matches are against some no names. Um, see technical difficulties. 
second few matches. Uh, maybe he even gets a win, not over a marquee, but with his super shin kick. Um, sweet shin music, I think is what he calls it. Um, over a true jobber who's just like, I've seen what he can do. No, I don't want to do that. Um, almost booking him like a monster at first against the jobbers. And then, you know, maybe just have him kind of go on an undefeated streak and eventually... Uh, maybe you roll Buddy Murphy back down because I think Buddy Murphy could do some of the spots that I think he's entertaining enough to do those spots along with him. Um, but I think I think no. Cassidy's run Just... is is in two hundred five live. You just made me think of a dream dream scene because I've seen him do it once before. Orange Cassidy, Canadian Destroyer on Buddy Murphy. Slow-mo Canadian Destroyer like he did in the one you yep. saw? Yep. That would be very entertaining. I want to see that so bad. Because Buddy Murphy could pull it off. And, and, yeah. I mean, the fact that Orange Cassidy can pull it off is great, but, but I mean, Buddy Murphy, it does take, it takes the 205 Live athleticism to do the slow-mo stuff that he does. Um, it I would have liked to have seen the best friends raise, try to raise um, his hand after he saved them in the last pay-per-view. We've talked about that a little bit and um, him keep his hands in the in his pockets, but that didn't happen either. So um, I just think that would have been entertaining, but wow. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. I don't know that Vince, <laughs> Vince is not all the way to Jim Cornette level hatred of, of that. Well, but. If if that were to happen, I guarantee you Jim Cornette has an aneurysm somewhere. <laughs> I, what little I, in his forehead just go. If it was main roster instead of two hundred five live, I mean, obviously it's pretty easy to put um, Orange Cassidy, have him do the uh, the orange juice spray, um, and. Uh, and get the 24-7 title. So, I mean, his title run in main roster, yeah. I don't think they do anything big with him. But, but we don't want that to happen because nobody likes watered-down orange juice. Because mm. that's all they would do is water him down. <laughs> no, I don't, want, okay. I don't want a main roster. But I, I don't really want him in WWE just because they would ruin such a very, very entertaining character. Agreed. Agreed. But I thought it would be just an absolute bonkers uh, FBI case to potentially pitch. Hopefully, Agent Russo is not listening because he would take this and run with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there would be. Agent Russo would love both of those last two. (laughs) (laughs) But, bro, bro, this is what we do. We have Sean Spears win the title, and then Orange Cassidy takes it off of him and takes it to WWE. Yeah? Bro, they'll see it coming. They'll never see it coming, bro. Bro, they're just all a bunch of smarks. Not like you. Not your family. Don't make fun of my family. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of the first episode of A Visit from the FBI. I hope you guys all out there enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, Hopefully you come up with some uh, visits, some FBI cases to send at us. Always, as we say, and everyone, follow us on Twitter. At Raw and Order WBU is me. At D.A. 
I am K F A B E Dame K Fabe <laughs> or D A I M K Fabe. <laughs> yep, that's him. Um, so follow us on Twitter. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast on your podcast listening app of choice. Like I said before, if there's a specific app that you use and you don't see us on there, let us know. And we will work hard to make sure we're on that one, too. We're adding new ones every day, it seems. Or hop on Anchor. Start your own podcast. Join up with us. We love listening to other fellow fans. And Anchor.fm is a fantastic app, and it's a great way to listen to Raw and Order, WBU, Mm -hmm. and Raw and Order, FBI. Yeah. And... Once you sign in to Anchor FM, you can actually send us voice notes. It's super simple. You go onto our uh, anchor.fm page. There's a thing to leave a voice note. You can record your own message for us. And like we said before, if we like it or think it's funny or even don't like it and want to make fun of you, we might use it on our show. So hop on there. You can also, like I said, tweet at us using the hashtag uh, visit from the FBI. Maybe that's not a good hashtag. We'll think on the hashtag here for a bit. But yeah, like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcasting uh, app you use. And join us again later this week as we do the episode two of Raw and Order WBU. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye.